Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody. We are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It is your favorite podcast, favorite channel, favorite everything. We are back. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Also, follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me, at BD Williams 18 for BD. Of course, he's not, BD's not here right now, but also check us out on uh, Panda Supplements dot com pandasubs.com discount code tdl for 35 percent off get your protein get all your stuff that you need you know what i'm saying it look good for your uh you know going home for the holidays or whatever so check that out and today we got a special guest because you know we're playing the houston texans this week hopefully get a bounce back game for the raiders they're one and four we get another team that's uh only has one win two and which is the houston texans <laughs> and we got my man dj who uh, writes for ESPN now? Big, big. He's big time now. He's writing for ESPN, uh, covering the Houston Texans. So, so how you doing, man? How you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, right now, I'm actually just trying to book my hotel in Vegas. The one I had booked like last month got canceled. So I, 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 I don't know, what uh, but I'll be all right. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, you get get to visit Sean for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, uh, while you're out there, man. A little bit, maybe. Open that press box. <laughs> Checking it, check it out. So, uh, so you used to cover the the New York Jets. So right. you moved over to the Houston Texans. Can you talk about a little bit of the difference of those uh, those beats per se? Oh man! So like with the Jets beat, how do I put this? So on the Jets beat, the majority of people in the press box can't get their credentials. Not press box, but like they go to practice and stuff like that. They can't get their credentials revoked because, like, a lot of them are at, like, whether it's the New York Post or ESPN or the Athletic or um, the Ledger or the Record, things like that. So, like, a lot of them are at newspapers, so, like, they're credited by the NFL. So, a lot of people on the Texans beat are credited by um, – they get their credentials from the Texans. Okay. So, like, what I've come to realize is that some have to be a lot more strategic with their questions – if they want to be critical because if they're a little bit too critical or a little bit too, you know, um, pushy in a negative direction, they can potentially get their credential revoked. So I think yeah. one of, that's one of the more different, big, big differences um, is that like New York be like, they, they just could never ever take our credentials. So like, yeah. unless we did something crazy, they couldn't <laughs> take it. So they were kind of stuck with us. Versus with the Texas Grand, like I haven't seen the Texas ever pull anybody's credential, but I've heard from like the previous PR staff that that, that has happened. Um, okay. So I think that's like the biggest difference um, in terms of like the actual beat. Now the teams, uh, I think you know one team is at the the second year of a rebuild, where one team is in year one of their rebuild. You feel me? So. Yeah. 
yeah, going from rebuild to rebuild. But that makes sense, though, because, I mean, New York, they do ask some crazy questions. So that makes yeah. complete sense because I can't ask those questions with Josh McDaniels either. So, you know, you right. get in there, it gets, you know, it gets really, really tight. But yeah, that, exactly. that makes sense. New York, they'd be asking crazy questions. So that makes sense. I never even thought about that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but now you're in Houston, you're the Houston Texans. Um, I know it's probably, I mean, the Jets are actually winning now. You left, the Jets are starting to win, and now you're with Houston, and they look like the Jets from last year, but you explained it. But the rebuild, uh, you know, they got a quarterback, Davis Mills. So mm-hmm. Davis Mills, you know, he's in his second year. I, I'll tell you the truth. I was surprised they went into the year with Davis Mills only right. after watching him on film over the summer. I was a little shocked by that. I didn't think I mean, Jimmy G was out there. Maybe they could have traded for him. It's kind of the same system from the Patriots a little bit. So give your thoughts on Davis Mills a little bit and his growth and his season so far. Um, I think that um, he, last year um, down the stretch, I think his last nine starts, he had like 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. The pass were like 96. Um, he was playing to the naked eye very well. Just the kind of stats he was playing well. Um, but, you know, people I talking about in the league mentioned that some of those stats were kind of garbage time stats. Um, so, obviously, you know that when a team is a big, they just basically play prevent, keep everything in front. And quarterbacks can pick up a lot of yards that way, pick up some stats in, in, in that aspect. I mean, at the end of the day, like, respect to whoever the quarterback's in that situation, you still got to put up, you know, you can still put up those numbers, you can still put up those numbers. But um, I think that this year, some people feel like he hasn't progressed. I think he's, you know, I think he has. It's just that now teams, they're in a lot of these games. So, like, because the defense is playing really well. So, they're in a lot of these games. So, the defense is still coming after him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not in pretty good defense. Um, granted, there's some games last year, like against the Chargers or against the Patriots, where he, he lit them up. But in this situation, you know, these defenses aren't, quote, unquote, going into prevent. And yeah. allowing for those quote unquote garbage uh, yard stats. Now, all his stats, garbage yard stats, no, but mm-hmm. um, some of them were that helped inflate those numbers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so I think this year, I think he has gotten better. The numbers may not say that. I think he's gotten better with decision making um, in terms of and protecting the ball. Um, he just hasn't been able to create those explosive plays that you would like. Yeah. Um, all that isn't on him. You know, sometimes. I think that Pep could do a better job of creating, you know, some of those explosive plays. But okay. there are times where, you know, he he may miss a guy when the opportunity is there. Like there was a few misses against the Chargers. There mm-hmm. was um, a couple of misses for like big explosive plays yeah. against the Colts. Like I remember, like they ran like a trick play, um, flick flicker um, against the Colts, and like to Brandon Cooks and Davis kind of underthrew Brandon, which caused them to, you know, them to, you know, the Colts to tackle Brandon um, instead of him being able to score a touchdown. Because we throw, yeah. throw put some air on it, Brandon runs under his touchdown. And mm-hmm. instead of them ending up in a tie, those little things, now, you know, they just win that game outright because the lead would have just been too big because they ended up having to settle for a field goal yeah. um, instead of a touchdown. So, um, yeah, man, I think that, again, decision-making has been better. Um, I think that his processing has built picked up a little bit. Um, my only issue is um, when the pocket gets a little muddy, he could tend to struggle within that in terms okay. of just being able to move within the pocket and create those throwing lanes to get the ball where he needs to go to by still being able to put the velocity that's required on it or being able to throw with that same touch and accuracy even when the pocket's muddy. He had a couple of misses like that against the, um, the Chargers um, and then against the Jags. 
Um, I mean, that was he. He, he more managed that game because mm-hmm. you know Damian Pierce was running really well. But yeah. I think Davis played well in that game. You know, his numbers might not say that, but I think he played well. He won. He managed the game correctly. And okay. on top of that, um, he made key throws. Like I cannot take that away from him. Like he made a good amount of key throws um, okay. in that in that game to help them get the win and you know and allow Damian to keep going. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, with the passing game overall, I mean, you know, you talk about Brandon Cooks a little bit. You talk about some of the other receivers that are out there and then maybe the offensive line a little bit. I know Larry Tunsil is still out there playing well. So I would say that um, their offensive line is low-key good, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I think that um, you got Tunsil at left tackle. He's playing at a very, very high level. I think he's only a lot like four pressures the entire season. Wow. And then you have Titus Howard, who's, who's also playing well. I think he's only allowed like a lead, like – Maybe 13 pressure. I got to double check, but I tweeted, it out. I tweeted it out. It's not a high number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they both combined to only allow one sack. Um, you got Kenny, Kenya Green at left guard, who's still, you know, progressing in the pass, from a pass blocking standpoint, but he's really good in the run game. Um, then you have AJ Can at, 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 at right guard. And then, you know, you had um, Justin Britt, who ended up, I mean, he, he I won't say he's gone AWOL. That's not the right word, but he stepped away. Personal okay. reasons, and okay. then a dude named Scott stepped in at center, and he's okay. been playing. You know, the old line overall has played good, and then you go to like you know the weapon weaponry, it could be a little bit better, but it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it's solid. You know, like it's kind of. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's comparable to the Raiders from last year, but I think it's like in that same ilk. You know, like okay. where you you know you have that one guy, and you have other people playing off of that one guy, but you know all the guys still trying to prove himself. Nico Collins is progressing really well. Um. Now he's a team leader in receiving yards. Um, you call like six foot four, big body receiver who has a little bit of twitchiness to um, get you know in and out of his breaks. And, but he's, you know he, he reminds me a little bit of Mike Williams in the sense that you know he's a big body guy that can go up and get the football, fifty fifty contest type ordeals. Um, so and then you know tight end room. It's weird, man. The tight end spotlight. They got Brevin Jordan. Um, who, who just who, who doing an injury now? He's coming back this week. You got OJ Howard, who has talent, but you know, he hasn't mm-hmm. been put it together. Then you have Jordan Akins, who's recently kind of emerged a little bit. He scored, a, I think, he scored a couple of touchdowns recently. Um, so like, could they add more to their you know, receiving room and weapon room? Of course, but those guys are solid. That's a solid group. Um, mm-hmm. I always say that you know, what I've noticed throughout the year based on the defense, the weapons, the running game, O line. That if you had, let's say, like a very good quarterback, the Jets, I mean, the Texans are probably like four and one, yeah. maybe three and two. If you had like a very good quarterback, because every game has been down to the wire where it's like, okay, we just need our quarterback to make a play, you know, or okay. we just need one play to be made, um, um, whether it's defensively or offensively. Chargers game, no matter who the quarterback was, like, unless you just got in the shootout, like, unless it's like Mahomes or, you know, Josh Allen or whatever, because the defense yeah. didn't play well, but. Overall, though, man, like they're not that far off. That's why they're plus minus. It's only minus thirteen, which is like mid in the NFL versus like yeah. you know bad teams. Like it's just like minus fifty, but they're only yeah. like <laughs> minus thirteen, and they're one three and one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Raiders the same way. I think the Raiders are like I think the Raiders are less than that, man. Like minus six, and they're one and four. So yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it can go either way. It's the NFL. I mean, you gotta. You gotta win those close games. I and mean, you get those teams, and there's, you know, some, some games like 23 to 20, one game was a tie. It can go either way. And then you're different from one and four and four and one. So that's exactly. 
All right, uh, Damian Pierce, he's a uh, everybody who watched Tape the Line knows I'm a huge Damian Pierce fan, right? Uh, I wanted the Raiders to draft him, that was my man. I wanted, I was, <laughs> I was hoping the Raiders would draft up, and then the Texans they came up and got him. Um, talk about him, I know he's, he's basically having a breakout season so far, so talk about him a little bit, yeah, man. Damian Pierce is pretty good, um, like you know, through the first few weeks, he's played like one of the best running backs in the league, not like one of the best rookies, um, yeah. you know, like I. After week five, no, no, after week four, because I think beat the Jaguars, he was third in, he was third, well, fourth in the NFL rushing. Josh Jacobs ended up, I think, passing him, and so did um, Miles Sanders. But he has he has the vision, power, um, patience, quickness, um, and, he, and he has a little bit of burns. I mean, you saw against the Chargers, he was able to run for 25 yards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just... He's really good at setting up his blocks. Like I remember this one play against the Jaguars where there wasn't really much there. He brought up the A gap and it was kind of it was, it was stuffed. And then he just waited and waited and, and then like he saw the corner of his peripheral. Okay, there, there, there goes a you know, cutback lane, boom, exploded right through it. There's a lot of runs where it looks like it's dead and he's able to make something happen. So mm-hmm. um I think that's probably his best skill is um he doesn't usually, you know, usually let the first person take him down. He can make something out of nothing, um, as long as you know. You don't have like five guys right at him <laughs> in yeah. the backfield or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, nah, he he's a very, very good running back, man. Like I've been really impressed with him. I mean, this offense is gonna run through through, through Pierce. Lovey said today, um, straight up, like, yeah, no, nah, we're gonna try to get him twenty carries a game. So yeah. that that's the approach, man. So I mean, if you draft Damian Pierce in your fantasy league, you're good. You're yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I did. I was very excited about that when I saw him there. But, you know, that's the Raiders. They have to focus on stopping him because I think that's yeah. the big focus for them is to control him and if, then make Davis Mills beat them. And I think it's probably be their game plan is to make Davis Mills beat them himself. Right. So we'll see how that goes, especially with, you know, a little familiarity with the systems they have over there. So the defense side of the ball, though, is where the Texans are at. So, yeah. you know, um, one place, you know, we don't talk about much with the Texans, it's here the secondary all the time is their pass rush. So you can talk about their pass rush a little bit and you know how they're getting after the passer. Yeah, no, nah, they they're their pass rush, I won't I won't use the word inconsistent, but it's above average for sure. Um I know prior to the bye they were top ten um in sacks. Um and I think that's a combination of uh coverage, you know, it's like a sliding scale coverage and rush. They go hand in hand. I know yeah. we kind of get enamored with like, oh you know, you just get a front four that can get after the quarterback you'll be good. Like, nah, you still need dudes on the back end that can, you know, cover. <laughs> yeah, for you sure. know, People forget, like, yo, okay, if you don't have anybody that can cover, okay, you have a good pressure, you just scheme around that and get guys yeah. over. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, they're, you know, Patrick, obviously they have Bernard, who, who missed the last game with an ankle injury. He had, he had like, a one and a half sacks. You have Machine Green, who had, like, a couple sacks. And you have uh, Jerry Hughes, for whoever, for whatever reason, they would tap into the fountain of youth. Uh, I think last year he had two sacks. This year he has four. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, like, you know, five weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, their pass rush has been good. Um, now that they're getting Mario Addison back this week, um, and you're going to get Gennaro back, they're going to be able to, you know, whenever there's an obvious passing down, be able to use those four guys, whether it's Mario Addison, Rasheen Green on the interior, then you had um, Jerry Hughes and Gennaro come off the edge. So, I think the pass rush is above average for sure. It's um, it's a it's a good. I think it's a good unit. Um, if you look at some of the raw numbers, like you know rushing and whatnot, like you know rushing yards per game, um, you may get kind of skewed though. And their D line ain't really that good. But no, I think it's above average. It's a good unit. I think that um, 
a lot of the rush issues or run stopping issues is more about people just not being in their appropriate gaps versus, okay. um, you know, just people getting blown off the line of scrimmage, you feel me? So, okay, yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Uh, I mean, and they play a lot of cover two, right? I oh, mean, yeah. I think they need yeah. the league in cover two. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Tampa two is old school. I mean, it, but it's more of an updated cover two from what I've seen. It's not usual just to, to drop back cover two that they usually do. I know there's a lot, still some man matching in there. So you talk about the young corners that got over there and the young sa- the young safeties. I mean, because, uh, you know, Jalen Petre, and, you know, we, we love you some uh, Stingley Jr. So, yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, now that. That um, I'm not sure I story on that group overall, man. Like they've been one of the better um, pass defenses in the entire NFL. Like just looking at some of the, like the advanced stats, because again, like their overall raw kind of stat is, I think a lot like two hundred like thirty something yards per game, which is like twenty third in the NFL. Yeah. Might be a little higher, but like they're actual the stats that actually matter. Like mm-hmm. quarterback completion percentage is fifty seven. That's top five in the NFL. Interceptions. That's top ten in the NFL. Uh, they got six. They have a, they hold quarterbacks a passer rate of seventy three. Top five in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like each each um, player that when they're targeted by a quarterback, they all have a passer rate of under ninety. Like I think Stephen Nelson has like eighty six, but that's because he gave up a touchdown against Michael Pittman in Week One. But ever since then, like he hasn't he hasn't given up a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, obviously Petrie. Caught two interceptions against Justin Fields. Um, Jonathan Owens is rock solid, man. Like, he's always where he's supposed to be, whether it's in, you know, pass coverage or in the run game. Yeah. And obviously, everybody, if anybody follows me on Twitter, they know I'm a big Stingley fan. Yeah. And, uh, um, he's been, everything is advertised. I wish they put him more in man situations, just put him in press. Yeah. And, you know, let him go to work. But, you know, that's just not what the scheme is, but he's still been able to, executed at you know a very good level you know what i'm saying I, you know it's you know last time they played he was able to catch an interception um okay. on trevor lawrence where i think you know that he kind of bit on a play action in a cover two look you know cut to cover two play call and if trevor was rolling out you know he's able to get back to his own and jump right in front of that pass yeah um, so yeah man no nah, he 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 looks really he's not getting the hype that like uh tariq Wowen is getting or a sauce Gardner is getting but he's playing at a very very high level, you know what I'm saying? Two corners that I, I feel like aren't getting the love is him and um, uh, Jack from the Wingman Patriots. They're both Jones, yeah. At, yeah, Jack Jones. They're both playing at a very good level. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this whole quarterback class, to be honest, like has there's been some gems in it. Um, yeah, the old rookie class. But yeah, man, this oh and Desmond King, Desmond King got like six PBUs, the interception. You know, yeah. saying like Desmond King playing, he's playing good football, man. Like Desmond King. He might not be a household name, but he's a yeah. very good football player. Like he's smart, savvy. You know what I'm saying? He's a nickel. Like that's a very, very good football player, man. Like I think if you, if you had to ask me who I think the best player in the secondary is, like the best football player, it's probably um, Desmond King. Oh, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, interesting. The linebackers. I mean, because you know they're playing cover two. Is that where teams are attacking them? Then is it, they're attacking the linebackers? Are attacking inside, or where do you where do you feel like teams are attacking them through the pass game if they can? Because it sounds like they're struggling so much. Yeah. So I think um, 
they, they, they try to attack um, in the middle of the field. Yeah, middle of the field, because, you know, that's where that little space is, right? Yeah. Where, like, you know, you can run some of those um, seam bending routes where you get into that middle of the field in between, you know, in behind the linebacker, but then in, in between those two safeties, they've been able – but they haven't been – the quarterbacks haven't been able to attack that side too often. It's been a yeah. lot of dink and dunk um, where they'll, they'll draw back, see what the coverage is, they don't really like it. All right, let's check it down. You know what I'm saying? And then they let everybody rally. That's why, like, the overall passing number is fairly high. Mm-hmm. But that's why the red zone defense is like top five in the NFL. Because yeah, they, they want you to you know dig and dunk and march up the field because they believe that eventually you'll make a mistake. So yeah, yeah nah. Um, so I think they they'll attack some linebackers. Sometimes you know, granted, like the only quarterback that's been really able to like, you know, that that had no issue with any of it was Justin Herbert. Because mm-hmm. just Herbert, he could put the ball in certain spots that some quarterbacks just, you know, yeah. can't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> just Herbert's a little different, man. So, yeah, um, yeah man. Um, against the Jags, they they went cover two the whole time. They went cover two on like they went too high on over almost eighty percent of the dropbacks. Went cover two on sixty percent of the dropbacks, and they just told Trevor to like fit in, fit in, in those windows. And sometimes he could, sometimes he couldn't, and then like you know he threw it underneath, and they just came up rally and tackled him. So. That's basically what it's been, man. That's why I've been really impressed with um, their game plan. Is always sound, man. It's always sound. Like Lovey, I see why like Lovey's one of the best defensive coaches ever. Like, yeah, like he just understands how to come up with good game. Like I never came into it and think, oh man, they don't got a good game plan. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's 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 what I'm worried about the cover too. I know that that's something that Derek Carr just throughout his career hasn't really done really well against. And this year they haven't played well against cover two that much either. And that's, that's what happens. You get to the dink and dunk stuff and you can't right. football. And then, so they got to figure out ways to get Adams and uh, those guys to football. But, you know, I, I, it's going to be an interesting game. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. So, especially Raiders fans. I know Raiders fans see the Texans and they're just like, <laughs> they're expecting a blowout. But I'm not. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it is. So any any last thoughts? Uh, any, anything you want to get out there? Um, hmm. Trying to think, I'm really intrigued to see, like, you know, just you guys. No, 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 this is what I really want to see. I want to see the chess match between Lovey and Josh McDaniels because we know that Lovey likes to go to that too high look. Granted, like, sometimes he'll disguise it or have somebody in the box and then they'll, they'll, they'll bail out at the end. So, I want to see what that that um that chess match is going to be because Josh Jacobs, I looked it up yesterday, against a too high look, averages six yards per carry. So, you know. <laughs> Like, yeah, you want to try that? You want to like? We saw Josh, uh, Josh uh, Jacobs take over that Chiefs game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he was really in control throughout that game. Um, you know, obviously you guys in the trade were able to get the win, but like he was, he you could feel his impact. You know what I'm saying? So like, you let him get going, it might be all she wrote. You know what I'm saying? So I really yeah. want to see that chess match. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm really intrigued by that because. They haven't been able to stop the run that much, and some of that, you know, just poor execution in terms of gap gap in, integrity. Yeah. Um, from the linebacker core, um, you know, sometimes some, you know, some D linemen, but for the most part, it's the linebacker core not, you know, executing their gap assignments correctly. So it's overshooting yeah. gaps, overrunning gaps. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really intrigued by that chess match of trying to make sure you don't leave your corners and your, your secondary in a bad position against Devontae Adams and company. But understanding that Josh Jacobs could run for a buck fifty if you let him, 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's been Josh McDaniels' game plan because that's how teams have been playing. They've been playing too high. Somebody over Devontae Adams in his last two games, I mean, they put up 29 and 32, but playing through Josh Jacobs and forcing somebody to come down, which gave, I mean, Adams had like, what, 140 yards against the Chiefs. And that's part of the reason is because he got those, those not too high looks. Right. All right, DJ, uh, give him the Twitter handles. I, I'll get you out of here, man. Uh, you know, just DJ Bianame. You know, not too, not too crazy. Just DJ Bianame. Find me on Twitter. Probably arguing with Jet fans about why <laughs> Derek Stingley and Sauce are. I mean, those were really two good picks. Both yeah. teams are happy instead yeah. of like you know Jet fans telling me that Sauce is so much better than Derek Stingley. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm sure they couldn't wait to tell you that. They couldn't wait to tell you that. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on, giving everybody some information about the Texans. Like I said, guys, just hit the subscribe button. Follow me on Twitter at the Mark John NFL. I'm out.